How are we all doing? And welcome to the PD Performance Podcast. It has been over a year since I've done a solo podcast. And with no guests lined up this week, I thought, why not? So here's some shorter form content for you guys that hopefully you enjoy. Um, We do have some good guests lined up in the coming months, but just couldn't put anyone in in the last week because I'm just back from holidays. Um, As a strength and conditioning coach, it can be hard to go away on holidays, to be honest, given the way that the industry is and you're taught when you're younger from watching and observing other older coaches that if you take time off or you don't give a hundred percent to the role and you're not showing up early for every session and you're not the last one to leave to leave after every session then you don't really want it you don't really want to be great at your job you don't really want to go out and win but at the same time I think it's getting better now. I think people are learning to understand that you can't fill up somebody else's cup if you don't fill up your own cup as well. So taking some time off was definitely very necessary for me. And I think like I've heard from a lot of people, you don't really register that you're stressed or you have been stressed until you go away on holidays and you don't have anything to stress about. And then you come to that relaxed state and you realize, geez, this is pretty nice. Maybe I should take a step back from a couple of the things that I'm doing. Maybe I should not worry so much about such these type of things that are worrying me. And you also realize that the world doesn't fall apart when you step away for a week. Um, If you've been doing your job pretty well, you'll be educating both athletes and coaches and they will be able to steady the ship while you're not there. At the end of the day, you are a guide. You're not in the driver's seat, as Kerwin and Flat says. You're not driving. You may not even be in the passenger seat. You're probably in the back seat, given the odd input here or there. But the nature of my role, I suppose, as probably more of a performance coach, whatever the hell that is, um in comparison to a strength and conditioning coach where i oversee all of the training it's not just in the gym uh, i oversee the whole lot as well as incorporating both sports science and strength and conditioning elements i think i probably find myself in the passenger seat a little bit more often than other strength and conditioning coaches might if they had maybe a larger team of performance staff so Funnily enough, the head coach has gone on holidays as well this week. So when I'm back, he's gone. But that's the way you work it. You know, everybody has a life outside of their job, outside of what they do with their teams, etc. So you've got to you've got to give a little to that type of your life so that you appreciate what you're doing when you go into your work or into working with teams. And I would notice now looking back that I probably was a little bit grouchy at periods during the year because I was overworked but then I come in this week and I'm completely refreshed and I'm ready to go and I'm ready to give my best and I'm probably going to be better crack for the groups that I'm working with which is going to lead to better intent better fun um, better enjoyment of training which is at the end of the day in Gaelic games that's why they're there it's not my THs and my Ds there trying to get better at that but it's, it's going to be hard if you're from North Tipperary unfortunately 
This podcast is kindly sponsored by Sam Portland's Sports Speed Certification. Now that is a tongue twister. Sam is rolling out the certification with the goal to help athletes to find the information around speed coaching and how to implement the practices to improve your athlete speed over time. Sam is also offering all PD Performance listeners a 15% discount on the certification. Just use the code PDPSPEED and message Sam over at sam at coachsportland.co.uk or message him on his social media channels, which are at coachsportland. What you will get access to is all of the materials, videos and guides and tools of how to make your athletes faster. Those are all available online. You will also get access to a free live event Sam is going all over the world, putting in live events and delivering presentations to a number of coaches that is included and you'll get 15% off the whole lot. As well as that, you'll get a one hour long coaching call with Sam four weeks after the event to follow up so that he can help you to implement the strategies with your athletes and perfect your speed coaching process. So once more, that is PDP speed is your code. Message Sam, get on board and hope to see you all at an event. Season two of the PD Performance Podcast is kindly sponsored by Output Sports. Output Sports make athlete testing and monitoring simple, portable, and efficient. Their single sensor tool enables the measurement of over 160 exercises spanning agility, speed, power, mobility, reactive strength, and much more. The tech is utilized by the FA Leinster Rugby Limerick Curling and your very own PD Performance, to name but a few, but also gyms, clinics and schools around the UK and Ireland, and they're now branching out into the States as well. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 5% off with the code PT5, P-E-T-E-Y 5. So get onto Output Sports as soon as you possibly can, because I am achieving great things with my sensor that I've been using so far this season. I've had great buy-in with my athletes and I've been using it myself too. And I got to say, it's a lot of fun. So contact Output Sports with code PT5 to avail of your discount. Yeah, so I said I'd just do a solo podcast today, um, and hopefully I don't ramble too much, although knowing me, I probably will, but I'll try and keep it quite short. So the question that I said I'd pose to myself and to you guys is something that's been cropping up for me in the last couple of weeks, but probably all year as well, is do you want to win or would you just kind of like to win? And that's when attributing it to sports and sporting endeavors. But it can be attributed to any sort of goal, really, in that, like, do you want to achieve your goal or would you just kind of like to achieve your goal? Because there is a clear distinction in terms of commitment. And obviously, being a strength and conditioning coach, you're not just going to hear now the usual we're here, we need to go 100% all of the time. You've no other part of your life. And having heard what I just said there, you'll probably have a better idea that that's not the way this is going. But I would definitely say for most people, when you're turning up to play your sport or to perform in your athletic endeavor, 100% commitment at the training field is a given. Like, you've got to do that. Like, 
I think it was Jim McGuinness with Donegal who said, we're here. Why would we not give this 100% attention and give it our best shot to go and win an All-Ireland? And that is it. Like you've woken up early to go to the gym. You've got home from work. You've prepped your meals so that you can go to training after work. You've put everything in place to get yourself there. So why would you not give 100%? Why would you be not engaged in a training session? Why would you be not pushing yourself to better heights and to better yourself and do the best that you absolutely can and be the best that you absolutely can be? And the same thing goes for the team. Like, why would you not push each other on? Why would you not help each other? Why would you not ask each other the tough questions? But I think a lot of teams get that right, that they push the intensity in training. And when you hear that as well, a lot of people are going to think, well, that's no crack. But you can still have the crack and push yourself as hard as you possibly can and to be the best that you can be. In my opinion, now I know I'm biased, but pushing yourself hard and trying to be your best, that is the crack. Like, that's fun. How far can we go? How far can we go as a group? How good can we be? What can we get out of ourselves? Like, every time you go to train, it's an opportunity for self-discovery and seeing and pushing yourself to your absolute limit. And that's the reason most people play the game. Now, granted, not everybody plays the game for that reason or trains for that reason. Some people will just be there for enjoyment. Some people are just there for a release. And that's perfectly fine. That's what I'm trying to get to. But what I'm also saying is, there is no point in complaining when you don't win or you don't win the championship or you don't reach your goals or you don't win the game or you win the race if you didn't commit to giving 100% and giving 100% to yourself and to your teammates. Because if you truly gave that and you came up short, that's perfectly fine. You'll be at peace with that because you'll know that you couldn't have give, given anything more. But if you didn't and you know well that you didn't give 100% and you went drinking the odd night and you didn't do the things necessary that a championship winning team or a championship winning player would do, then you can't complain that you didn't achieve it. If you're not getting to training early. And this brings me to what I was going to say as well is, all the teams, well, most teams get that right. They get the intensity of training right. They get the intent of training right. It's the things outside of training that I see typically are the places that you can improve upon. Now, they may contribute to your training and improve your training, but a lot of people don't think of themselves as a 24-hour athlete, and you are. You're not an athlete for just that hour-long or hour-and-a-half-long training session. You need to treat yourself as an athlete the whole 23 other hours in the day. So I think it was Alex Sanderson of Sale. Is he still with Sale? I'm not sure. But I saw him at the start of last year in a clip and I can't find it anywhere. I need to find it. If somebody does find it, please send it to me. But in his first team meeting of the year, he was saying, he was saying a similar thing. He was saying... Look, 100% in training is expected, and it is. And, and that's why you're there, because you're giving 100% to yourself, your teammates, your coaches, everybody that's invested in you. But if you're going to be the best on the field, you've also got to be 
focused on being the best off the field. That means you've got to be 100% in your nutrition. You've got to be 100% in your, in your recovery. And like saying 100%, that doesn't mean it has to be 100% perfect. That means you have to give your 100% effort to it. You've got to give your best to it. And the funny thing about that is your best effort in terms of recovery is probably switching off when you can switch off. It's probably having a decent bedtime and, and morning schedule or routine to get yourself in a state to go to sleep and to wake up in a low stress state as well. It probably means getting organized in terms of your working environment and what you're doing at work so that you can limit stress there so it doesn't impact on your training. It probably means organizing your meals, being organized in terms of what you're going to eat, what macronutrients you need to hit, even if it's not specific, but you have an idea of the ratio of carbs to fats and how much protein you're eating. It means you're organized in terms of your hydration. You have water on you all the time. You're drinking throughout the day. It means you're focusing on your relationships as well and being the best you can be in those relationships. And you're not being too narky and you're spending time with your significant other and with your friends so that you do refill your cup and you do get time to switch off. And it also means probably are you limiting your alcohol intake, which is something in the GAA in semi-professional rugby and amateur rugby. It's not talked about. And like when people hear limiting alcohol intake, they think, well, I'm not going to not drink. But that's not what you're asked to do. You're asked to limit the intake, especially in Ireland. There is a binge drinking culture. And look, I've been part of it many, many times. I've played rugby for many, many years. I've been the last one up many, many times, knocking them back. But like there's a time that you can do that. And there's a time where you probably should forego that and not participate. And as a team, like, that's why you set aside, look, these are the nights we're going to go out and we're going to have a few drinks as a group. And that can be great for team building as well and great to switch off. Now, I don't believe in drinking bands and neither do the other coaches that, that I work with. I think if people are treated like adults, they'll act like adults for the most part. So if somebody wants to go and have a couple of drinks to switch off, maybe they are high stress and it will make them or help them to connect with a friend and have a chat. It might be the social aspect they need. Then go out and have a couple of drinks. It only becomes a problem when it affects their training, affects their sleep, affects their nutrition, etc. And when it becomes too much, which happens a lot in Ireland. But I have to say, I have noticed a change in my athletes as well in terms of they are learning to reduce their alcohol intake, or at least I'll say, stay hydrated and do the necessary things the following day to recover and get back to their best as quickly as they can. And that's what I'm asking. Are you willing to do that to win? Because if you're not willing to do that to win, then I, as I said, I don't think you want to win. I think you would kind of like to win. And there is a clear difference. And it's about how you talk to yourself and treat yourself as well. It's, I play Gaelic football or I am a championship winning caliber Gaelic footballer. 
And that they're two very different things. And it comes back to like, what do you train to do? Do you train to win? And the IRFU came out with like, um, when they were educating coaches back in the day, I think they had like a, a spectrum of what stages you go through in your development and in your training. And as a, a young athlete into the highest level elite athlete. And it was like, you're training to play at the start, then you're training to train, you're learning to train to train, then you're training to compete as you get into your teens, then you're training to perform as you get up the ladder into your young adulthood and adulthood. And then if you're going to the top level, that's when you're training to win. And we see it works as well, I suppose, with the All Blacks being beaten and Ireland winning um, the test series down in New Zealand. And I know for a fact, the few athletes that I'm not too far removed because rugby is pretty small in Ireland. And many of you will know I used to work in Blackrock College, but those lads that are on that team, and many, many of them are from Blackrock College, as you know, now they were moved on before I went in there, but just probably a year or two before a lot of them. And I know for a fact that those lads did the necessary things throughout their school years to play at the highest level. And they were committed to winning. They wanted to win. And when you, when you commit and you do those things, fine, if you don't achieve your goal, you can say, that's a bit shit, I didn't achieve my goal. But at the same time, you know that you gave your absolutely everything. So as I said, you'll be a little bit more at peace. And this might sound like, oh, I don't want to forego going for a few points. I don't want to forego having to take away with the missus or the, or the mister. I don't want to go to bed at a reasonable hour. I, don't, I want to stay up and do these things. And you can do that. You don't have to be perfect all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying if you want to win, you have to more often than not do the things that are necessary to win. And a lot of the time, those things are not the things that you'll do on the training field because that's a given. You will do that no problem. It's the things that you will do outside of the training field. And that applies to the gym as well. Like It applies to your focus in the gym. It applies to the quality of your reps. It ap applies to the, the quality of the exercises that you're doing. It applies to the time efficiency in the gym that you, you give to each exercise and your rest periods in between. Are you on point? Are you resting too much? Are you getting through the necessary volume to cause a bit of stress and, and push and adapt? Are you doing the things with enough focus that you're getting out of them what the goal is to get out of them? So that might mean like on your squat, it might be the range of motion that you're getting to. You're focusing on getting the maximal range of motion if that's the stage of the season that you're at. On your Olympic lifts or your jumps, are you focusing on 100% intent in those lifts? On all your lifts, on your bench, etc. You focus on pushing that bar as fast as you possibly can to increase your rate of force development. And a lot of the time I do see the, the athletes are there to play the sport. So their intent on the training field will be there. As well as that in Gaelic games, the coaching can be a little bit authoritative sometimes. And as well as that, Teammates are not afraid to call each other out. So if you're not putting in the effort and you're playing shit at training, somebody will call you out and say it. And it's not so much actually if you're playing badly. It's if you're not putting in the effort. That's the issue. If they can see that you're trying 
and it's just not coming together, they're not going to mind as much and they're not going to grill you. They're actually probably put the arm around you. So, yeah, so that's that's just what I wanted to talk about as well. And like, it's not me being this SNC business like person or whatever the hell you call it, um, that I'm like 100%, this is your whole life. This is what you do. But it has to be a part of your psyche. It has to be something you think about when you're making decisions. The odd time, not all the time. As I said, you have to switch off from time to time as well. But it definitely should be an integral part of you if you're interested in actually winning. And if you're interested in committing to your team, team are your teammates, that's something that's not talked about as well. Because... You're selling them short if they're all committed and you're not. And I do see athletes feel a little bit guilty from time to time if they blatantly don't commit and stick to the actual commitments that were made and the values that were set out at the start and the non-negotiables, as we call them. And for the most part, they do. But that's something that, that happens as well, is a lot of people and a lot of teams aren't specific around their non-negotiables. And what's expected at the start of the year. They don't set an action plan. They don't talk about these things. They don't talk about their goals even. And like sports psychology and these conversations are necessary if you're going to get to the top. If you speak to professional athletes and you speak to players that have played at the top level in any sport, they'll say like, some of them might say 50% or more is, comes down to psychology on that match day, on those big fixtures. So then why would you not have those conversations? those tough ones and developing that part of your game and in that part of your athleticism as well. It's got to be done. And this is the holistic model that kind of, I talk about a lot. I know because I'm talking about more than just lifting weights, even though I just did talk about lifting weights and your sprints, etc. But it's, there's something intangible there as well that needs to be brought out into the open to cause a togetherness amongst the team. Like, and you need to say, why are we doing it? Why do we want to win? Because you have to have a why. What are we doing this for? What is the ultimate goal? How will we know if we achieved it? And a lot of teams just come in at the start of the year. They'll do one team meeting about what went wrong last year. And they won't talk about what they're going to do right this year and what's expected of each other and how they're going to remedy it. They're more problems focused than solution focused. But in this game, you've got to be solutions focused. Someone comes to me and they say, I have a problem. This is a problem. This is going on. Well, what are you going to do about it? And even if it's not the right thing, or even if you don't know the answer and you're saying, well, I'm going to go to an expert and ask them, you've got to make action. I'm not interested in just a vacuum of people pointing out things that are wrong. What are we going to do right? What are we going to focus on? How are we going to overcome these problems? And this is turning into some kind of motivational speech, but this is just literally what I've been thinking about over the last few days. And it comes back to your coaching as well, though. If there are coaches listening, what are you willing to do for your players to put them in that position that they can go and win? How much are you willing to give? How are you going to refill your cup, as I said earlier? How are you going to take time away from it? That's something that I need to work on for sure is... When are you going to delegate to other people and when are you going to take time off so that you can come back as your best self and your best coach and give your best coaching because that's what they deserve. But at the same time, it's got to be a two-way street because you will get emotionally drained and just zapped of energy if you're constantly give, 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 give and you're not seeing it reciprocated in the other way. But 
being a coach, you've got to go the whole hog. You've got to give that step extra or, or that little bit more, at least at the start, to see what they're willing to do. And you've got to talk about these things as well. You've got to be honest and you've got to say these things to the, to the players, to your athletes, etc. And maybe at times you've got to go out and seek out somebody else to deliver the message because if you're talking all the time, they're not going to listen to you because it just becomes noise if you're shouting at them all the time. And a lot of my players will attest to that. I'm not like this when I'm coaching all the time as well. I'm not just rah, rah, rah. Let's go, let's go. feel like an American like hype man or something here with this chat, but we do have to crack. And that is something as well. You've got to create an environment where you're having the crack. And that goes down to your preparation as a coach. Like, are you going to have a playlist that they like? Do you know who to give the, the speaker to? Are you going to get the speaker to the dressing room out on the pitch? Are you going to be set up beforehand? Are you going to have little small things that makes training a little bit different, a little bit more enjoyable? Gets them engaging with each other. Are you going to seek out and have those conversations and connect with the athletes, etc.? You've got to do these things. And that's something that to attribute it back to the Irish rugby team who we saw at the weekend. It looks like from the outside looking in, there is complete trust between the coach and staff, the players, and between the players and each other. And that comes from having those conversations. And if you've watched Andy Farrell, he's not afraid to do that and to meet the players on a level, but also challenge them. And it seems like with Mike Cat coming in, they've relinquished a lot of power. Like it was very much as we know from when Joe Schmidt was in there because he was such a scientist of the game. It was very much, this is the way we're going to do it. Don't stray away from this. He even had players like Zebo who kind of didn't go off his script or read off his script. He kind of sidelined them a little bit and didn't use them as much. Whereas now they're, they have a framework to work within, but they make the decisions themselves or Johnny makes them for them most of the time. But he's part of the team. He's an integral part of the team. But if you saw the tries, they're trusted to execute the passes. They're trusted to perform the audacious skill and perform it to a high level. And that's why they succeed. And that's why they trust each other and the coaching staff. And you've got to have that trust. But to have that trust, you've got to focus on the other things too. And you've got to know that everybody has your back and that everybody is doing their utmost to go out and win. And if somebody isn't doing that, then I'm sorry, but bye-bye. You've got to go. It just can be difficult sometimes because I think Raj talks about you'll have three distinct groups in every team. You'll have the lads at the top, five, six lads that will always give 100% regardless. You'll have the lads at the bottom that will be the complainers, the sappuccinos, as James Haskell calls them, the sap a bit of energy. They love complaining. That's fine. There's plenty of them in Ireland, as we know, because we do love a good complaint, especially about the weather. As in, like, it's 28 degrees today or 30 degrees and people are complaining it's too warm. But you'll have a gang of lads, then the third group in the middle. And whichever group on either end is more dominant, that group in the middle will be strayed and pulled by. So if the lads on the, on the top are driving standards and they're given the 100%, then that group will be pulled along. And that group may pull along the lads at the bottom that don't want to give that effort. But yeah, that's basically my thoughts for today, I suppose. Um, I know you all know that I'm mad anyway, but you probably think I'm even madder if that's what's going on in my head at a Monday evening at five o'clock. So I'm going out to coaching this evening now. 
going to go out rejuvenated, ready to push the girls I have this evening, but also to create an environment that's enjoyable for them coming into championship. Because I have seen last year, championship can cause a lot of stress and a lot of scarcity mindset. So they think we haven't done enough. We need to do more. I'm not fit enough, et cetera. But you've got to reel them back in and say, look, we've put the work in. You can do it. Just stay fresh. Don't stress about it. And let's go. Do a Give everything 100% that you can, either on the field, in the gym, outside of it. But know that that's enough. So that's the plan for this evening. In regards to other things, we actually have sports psychology tomorrow, which will be great for both teams. Um, teams. There I am trying to th and the, the D, etc. The T's, getting them all mixed up. Um, and then championship is three weeks away for us. So we're very much in that focus, but we're also trying to use a little bit more of a relaxed focus too, because we know that we've done the work. We finished top of the league with the, the men's, the girls got to their um, cup final. Unfortunately, they lost, but you can put yourself in a position to win and that's what you have to do. And then I hit 3000 TikTok followers today, which is pretty funny um, considering I didn't want to do a TikTok at all, but it has actually been good for growth on social media. There, That was a good TH there. I reckon you all like that one. Um, what else? Still putting out content, have a decent content push coming on Instagram. So Hopefully you all follow me over there. I'm sure you do. And then, as I said, the podcast, the guests are getting pretty big now, which is, is great. Trying to have a focus of both athletes and coaches and maybe nutritionists and other practitioners too. Trying to move to doing a few more in-person as well. I think the in-person ones are good conversations generally. Other than that, online clients are flying really, going into championship, most of them. I do see some of their club coaches are using that bit of scarcity mindset and really pushing them hard now. Like they're calling it a second preseason. Preseason's over, buddy. You know, everything's money in the bank at this stage. Just keep them fresh. Don't fatigue them. And then you do see injuries cropping up again and again too. Um, so that's pretty much it. All-Ireland final at the weekend. I can't see Galway doing it, but what the hell do I know? I, I reckon Kerry are just unbelievable every time I watch them love watching them and that's pretty much it from me so thanks for listening if you haven't liked the podcast on Spotify please like it for me that it would be a great help give it a five star review if you think it's five stars that'd be great um it comes out on YouTube as well as well as that hopefully you're following me on Instagram TikTok the lot you're probably sick of me at this stage but I'm going to keep coming Keep questioning you. Keep having a bit of crack as well, because that's what it's all about. And if you're, if you're interested in online coaching, then just drop me a message. I'm going to have, well, I do have the in-season subscription service for GA athletes. And a lot of people have been joining that now, I think, because they feel they haven't been touching the qualities of speed and change of direction, at least with a microdose coming into this part of the season. It's been just covered with lots of fitness, as well as that lots of athletes neglect the gym they just stop doing gym at this time of the season whereas they should be doing the right amount of it i'm thinking i'll bring back in a pre-season rugby program i know i have a stock one on my website but i'm thinking to deliver one through true coach as well and then we obviously have the bespoke premium level individualized one-on-one -on -one online coaching too which the athletes there definitely get the best results but it's obviously a premium service so it's not for everyone 
But if you want to connect and you want to ask a few questions, or even if you have any questions about performance, training, etc., just drop me a message. I'm happy to help. So I hope those ramblings there weren't too all over the place or too, what's the word? I suppose, cheesy for you. But yeah, I'm a cheesy guy. So I hope you all are enjoying the good weather and check in and I'll be chatting to you soon. Remember to like it, share it and send it. <laughs>